Welcome to The Movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of The Movement, Shannon D. Hughes. Welcome Wednesday, March 13th. You are now tuned into the movement. I am your host, Shannon D. Hughes. Tune thank, tune into the movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific here on Voice America's Influencers Channel. Oh, and by the way, I typically start the show with telling you how many days are left in a year. 293 days left. If you haven't started, you're moving. You're going to start after I introduce you to my guest here in the next few minutes. Let me give out the phone number, 866-472-5795. That's the toll-free number, 866-472-5795. If you have any questions or comments or want to add anything to the show with my guest, who I'll bring on in just a minute, international number, 001-480-398-1405. That is 001-480-398-1405. You can email the show, Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement dot com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement dot com. If you don't feel like speaking, I will speak for you. Again, we share the pitfalls, the ups and downs, our stories connect the human spirit. And my guest I'm going to introduce in just a second is no different. I got to meet this man in 2017 in July out in Las Vegas. I met him once and have admired him from afar. He's become a friend of mine. He is the world's leading authority on on the emerging new human psyche measurement called the LQ, the love quotient, which he will get delve into in a little bit here. Pulling the rug out of common self-love beliefs and practices, he is the founder of Wise Profits and the Evolved Alpha. He has co-authored three books, started and owned and managed multiple companies over 25 years. He is also a member of the International High IQ Society. He is a speaker. He shares his wisdom and experience, inspiring thousands, not only here in the United States, but worldwide. But he has also had some pitfalls that have really could have set people back, but he has rebounded nicely. He is sought after worldwide. Again, a friend of mine. I cannot wait to get into this guy's business. Chris Wise, welcome to the movement. How are you, my brother? Great, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks. Thanks for coming on today, my brother. So, Chris, I'd always like to start here on the movement. We'd like to know what it was like being a youngster. So, Chris Wise, tell me tell me in the audience where you grew up and tell me about your childhood. Tell me what it was like being a little young Chris Wise. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I was the first, firstborn, uh, okay. strong-willed firstborn child, uh, younger brother, younger sister, grew up in Maryland. And, uh, you know, I mean, even at a very early age, my parents, you know, whenever I wanted something, uh, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, and I typically heard we can't afford it, and I right. hated hearing that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, how can I figure out how to have the things I want in life? And so I, I got my, fortunately, my parents uh, helped me and supported my entrepreneurial ventures, and so I started my first business at the age of 12, sharpening chainsaw chains, and wow. at the age of 16, <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah. At the age of 16, started my first computer company and mm-hmm. uh, bought my first house by 19. So I had a lot of just very, uh, just very driven and ambitious, uh, you know, from a very early age. So, okay, so let's, uh, let's go there for a second. Tell me about your mom and dad. What, what did they do for a living and, and, and your brothers and sisters? Can you give us a little information on them? Yeah, well, my mom was, uh, fortunately, my dad uh, made enough to keep my mom so my mom could stay at home. So I was a stay-at-home mom, which was awesome. 
Uh, and then my mom had a little tax business uh, on the side. She would do taxes uh, during the year. Uh, but they were both like, but my dad, was, he was a manager at a uh, rental center where they rented equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, t- you know, my parents, they, they, we went to a private school and we had braces. And so they were always like really, you know, they had music lessons. So they were investing heavily into me and my brother and sister. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so they, so they really, you know, they, they had great parents. Okay, and so when you were, now you just rattled off the businesses you did as a kid. I mean, business for me as a kid was getting up on Saturday mornings and watching Saturday morning cartoons, but you were all doing entrepreneurial stuff then. Let me ask, uh, kind of a two-part question. One, did they support you in doing your entrepreneurial stuff as a kid, and, and, um, and and if they did, how did they support you? Yeah, it was, it was, um, they knew I wanted to make money, right? So they, there wasn't, you know, they were, there wasn't like money, like when I wanted things on my own, they didn't right. have money because it was all going towards other things. And so I was like, okay. so they, they helped me find ways. Um, and they supported, like, uh, my dad was the one that got me set up with this relationship where the place he worked, where I, they mm-hmm. were outsourcing the sharpening of the chainsaw chains to me. And mm-hmm. he brought me home the machine. He taught me how to do it. Um, and then, you know, when I was 16, I remember going into the bank to open up my first business checking account. And I actually wow. wasn't old enough. I think you had to be 18 or 17. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think mm-hmm. I remember my parents needing to sign as well on the account so I could open up my <laughs> business account. Um, wow. When I bought my first house at 19, I didn't have good enough credit myself to buy it. So they co-signed with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was things like that. Wow. And were your brother and sister, were they kind of doing their own thing or did they help out in any way at, at all? Um, they were doing their own thing. They, they, neither one of them were as driven as I was. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they were kind of just doing their own thing. Okay. I got you. I got you. So let me ask. Um when you were doing that, you were saying how your your dad kind of helped out and your mom as well. Did you have any people, any friends that you ran with that were had that same entrepreneurial spirit that were doing their own thing or helping you out as well? Or was Chris kind of the the Luke Skywalker doing his own thing? How how did how did that? Uh, what did, did you have any friends that were doing the same thing that you were doing? Yeah, not really. I mean, it was really. I didn't. Uh, that was one thing I. I I didn't even know I was missing at the time, and it wasn't until uh, I was around 18 that I really learned about networking and got involved in a group called DNI and learned about networking in different groups and got more exposure to other business owners. Uh, but no, it was just me trying to figure out and hustle and, and with the resources I saw were available to me. That's awesome. 866 Five seven nine five, founder of Wise Profits and the Evolved Alpha. Chris Wise is my guest today. All right, Chris. So let's talk about when you got a little older. So I want to go to around your college years. What was that like? Walk me through that. Yeah, uh, and I'll also say just part of growing up, like I also really rebelled against my parents. And I remember okay, when I was okay. fourteen, sitting them, sitting, sitting them down, and being like, "Look, I'm going to do what I want." You can tell me what you want me to do, but I'm still going to do what I want anyway. So why don't you just make it easier on yourself and let me do what I want? Right. And it was a it was an all out battle uh, wow. during my teenage years. 
Yeah, yeah. Because your parents, they were blue-collar workers, basically. They were, you know, go to work, do your thing. Exactly. Okay. So so tell me about some of these battles. How did that, what was that like? I'm like having, going to tell your mom and dad, look, this is what I'm going to do. What was that like? Uh, It was just like on everything from the movies I could watch to... (laughs) Uh, who I could hang out with. I mean, I was, I was really brought up, uh, Christian and it was, I just felt like I had the Bible shoved down my throat and I just didn't like how I felt with that. I didn't feel fear free. I felt controlled. And so it was really this religious control that I felt like my parents were trying to impose on me and, uh, uh, that I just really rebelled against. I think you and I are roughly the same age. I think if I remember correctly, you, correct me if I'm wrong back then and it's just like if you were told to stay inside the box or if you were brought up in a religious household or you were brought up in that strict household or whatever if you veered off course or or, they, or your parents or your whoever were you your guardians were were raising you if you veered off course sometimes you were looked at as the black sheep of the family like no you you don't do that because that's yeah. not going to work you go to work you go home you get a degree, you do this, do the same repeat, same process over and over and over. Tell me, I yeah. don't know if that's, what it, it sounds like that that's what you kind of had to deal with. But I just wonder how you had yeah. the, the guts to go and tell them, you know, that ain't me. You know, that's <laughs> not me. I mean, back then, that was that was unheard of, Chris. That was unheard of. Yeah, you know, it was uh, that was just something that was very innate in me to just, um, so yes, I did feel like the black sheep of the family um, but I just, there was this, I, I just, there's this innate sense of freedom. Freedom is yes. m- the most important thing to me. And whenever mm-hmm. I feel like there's a paradigm or I'm being told something, or I feel like I'm trying to be controlled, like I just completely resist that, uh, or push against it, or I try to get freedom. And it, it's what we're, the very thing that we're talking about here, which has just been like the underlying theme in, in my entire journey, um, that uh, of just like how can I experience the greatest amount of freedom right. in my life? Right. Let Let me ask you this: um, Was there now? You had mentioned that your dad kind of helped out with the things and you know with your business. Was there ever, or do you remember if there was a ever turning point with you and your parents where there was that come to Jesus meeting, and they finally just said, you know what? Let's just let him do him. Did that ever happen? Did that ever happen? It finally, at, at, at 17, it finally did. Uh, <laughs> it was like with the day I turned 17, they were like, okay, now you can do what you want. And I was like, thank fucking God, um, because I, I battled the whole time. Oh, man. Were there ever days, Chris, that you – I don't – well, again, I'm going to let you answer it. Were there ever days where you said – Man, you know what? I, sometimes the headache just ain't worth it. Maybe just tap out and just go and do the same rigmarole. Or did you just say, nope, I'm just going to keep going? Never. Never. Wow. See, and this, wow. is, this was so important. I never, you know, ultimately submitted to the will of my parents. It was always a battle. It was always I was going to do what I wanted no matter what. Now, of course, there was things where I weighed the consequences. Like, if I do this, I know this is going to happen, and that's not right. worth it. So there was obviously there's some logical things that went in my head, but in general, the only reason I didn't do it wasn't because they were telling me it was because I saw the consequence wasn't worth it. 
Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, sometimes a rebel even has to say, all right, is this worth it or not? I got you on that one. 866-472-5795 is the toll-free number for my guest and my friend and my brother, Chris Wise. All right, Chris, so um, we we had kind of veered off a little bit. Uh, We have about four minutes before the break. Let me ask. um, So, again, I was saying going into your college years. So talk about after 17. So talk about 17 and beyond. What, What was that transition like for you? Yeah, well, it was in, it was around 18, 17, 18 that I got, I learned about this whole personal development world and success literature and that there was people out there that had books, tapes, and seminars that wanted to teach me how to be successful. And so I really dove into that, the whole, you know, think and grow rich and Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar yes. and all those guys. I mean, I read every book, did every exercise, every workshop I could, you know, mostly and all throughout my 20s. Um, I, at this time, I had also gotten a full scholarship to go to college, uh, and I went and actually spent my senior year in college, um, and, and so, but I ended up dropping out um, because my business at the time was my computer business that I started when I was 16 was doing so well. I was like, you know what, I, this is, it just uh, it doesn't make sense to go to college when I got something that wants my full time right now, and um, it was with that business that I was able to buy my house, first house when I was 19, and that by the age of 21, I had become a millionaire. Wow. Wow. All right. So let me, let me, let me, I've always wanted to ask this question because I've, I've over the, over the last few uh, episodes, I've had people that have been millionaires as a youngster. So at 21, obviously your mindset is different now as it was when you're 21. What was that like, that sense of accomplishment when you became a millionaire at 21? And I should have said it was a two part question. What did your parents think about, what, how, what, what the success that you made of yourself? Yeah. Well, here's the whole funny thing is I didn't even realize it at the time, but like, uh, you know, cause it was through the, it was through the value of my business and right. I hadn't really learned how to value businesses. Uh, at that point I was just so just like cranking and doing what I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't until I was like 26 that I had learned more about stuff. I was like, <laughs> I was a millionaire. Um, but, but funny enough though, I, even though I hit that, uh, that kind of that marker, I, you know, it was like the next year that I lost everything. Uh, I've, mm. lo- I've, I've been up to a million and back down to like zero or even like a negative million uh, wow. at least three times now in my life. Mm-hmm. And what was your, I can only imagine, so you can only answer this for me. When you got to the negative menu, it, it, from what the, from what you sounded like from the start of this interview, it sounded like, that was just another challenge. Like, you know what? I'm just going to roll up my seats and keep going. Or were you kind of like, yeah, this is kind of a hole here. And I mean, so what, tell me about your mindset then. Yeah. I mean, prior to, you know, here's the, here's the big drop, which you haven't mentioned with, you know, was when I went into prison. Like, that was an experience unlike anything else. And I know we're going to get there. But, you know, right. all of these, relatively speaking, were nothing in comparison to that. Uh, okay. prior to prison, when I would have an obstacle come up or I'd lose everything, I just kept driving. I just kept getting forward. Yeah, there was times I lost uh, momentum and I was tired and worn out. But, like, I was just so, like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to come back. Um, yeah, and I just got like, and I was doing all this personal development stuff. So I had all this, you know, I knew how to create a powerful mindset. Um, and I just kept driving and moving forward. But I was also really hard on myself too. You know, that was another thing. Like I wasn't, I didn't treat myself in a very kind way. 
okay. uh, throughout all of this. Okay. And you know what? Your timing is so good because we are up against the break. Uh, wow, that's the, that's the way to start the show. We are talking to my friend Chris Wise. He is the founder of Wise Profits and the Evolved Alpha. And again, phone number 866-472-5795 is the toll-free number. 866-472-5795. International 001-480-398-1405. Email Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes. Dash the movement.com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes. Dash the movement.com. Again, the movement can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Here on Voice America's The Influencers Channel. This episode, which will be a fantastic replay, will be aired later on Demand, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You can find it. But when we come back, Chris just kind of touched on it for a second. He talked about he had a stint in prison. A lot of people are not transparent about that because it's a tough thing to talk about, but he has opened the door, and we're going to walk through that door after the break. We're going to talk about how he got there, what, what it was like when he, when he was in there, and what he did when he got out. We will be right back with Chris Rice here on The Movement right after this. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at SDHughesEnterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com il. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. How would you like to find your momentum and create lasting momentum? Purchase my best-selling book, The Movement Mastery, again, by myself. I put this book together. It came out last Wednesday and it became a bestseller on Amazon. It's available on Kindle Fire for $0.99 cent if anybody wants to jump on there now. And the hard copy will be available in a week. So you can go to Amazon and purchase Movement Mastery, How to Find Your Motivation and Create Lasting momentum available now on Amazon. 
www.wisepowerproductions.com. We are back here on The Movement with the founder of Wise Profits and the Evolved Alpha speaker, entrepreneur, just all just all out badass is what he is. Chris Wise is here on The Movement, and you can call in if you want to add, any, add anything to this to our conversation, any questions, 866-472-5795. Again, email the show, Shannon, at shannondhughes-themovement.com. All right, Chris, so we talked about it going into the break. You had mentioned about uh, you did a little stint in prison. So before we get to that, let's talk about what led up to it. I'm just going to let you yeah. just go ahead and just go ahead and talk, walk us through it. Go right ahead. Yeah, so, you know, I, uh, I had actually built a you know, pretty incredible life. You know, so after having been up a million and then down a million twice, uh, by my early 30s, um, you know, I was traveling the world, living in different countries for mm-hmm. three to six months at a time. You know, I lived in Colombia and Mexico uh, and traveling around the world. Uh, I was running three different companies. This was in 2013. Uh, okay. I was running three different companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a beautiful Colombian girlfriend. Uh, it was just like I had created the life of my dreams. Like every day I was able to work as much or as little as I wanted and my businesses were mm-hmm. still growing. Um, like I had created the life of my dreams. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Right. I, yeah. You, you, you're hooking <laughs> me. All right. So, 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 all right. So then what. I, I guess yeah. what went wrong. Tell me what where where it started to go wrong. Yeah, so it was August seventh, two thousand and thirteen, and I was flying in from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, into Los Angeles. And my girlfriend and I, we had this six month world tour planned out. We're going to be in LA for a week. And as the plane's taxiing on the tarmac, all of a sudden, the plane comes to a stop. And over the loudspeaker, I hear. Um, welcome to Los Angeles. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we're going to be stopped here momentarily on the tarmac. Uh, customers needs to come on board. The next thing I do is I look up and I see this big black guy walking down the aisle. There's two other guys mm-hmm. behind him. And we're in the back of the plane. And he comes and he stops next to my chair. And he goes, Christopher Wise? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you're under arrest. Ooh. He stands me up handcuffs me and walks me off the plane. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, what, what is going on? And as I'm being walked off the plane, everybody's looking at me like I'm a terrorist. Right. And, like, it feels surreal. It feels like a dream. Like, what, that, that this can't, what is happening? And, and I'm like, do they even, like, they got to have the wrong Christopher Wise because I couldn't imagine what I had done. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know I'm getting handed off to the secret service. Now I'm like, what the fuck do they think I did? Because like, I was like, I swear I support Obamacare. Like what is going on? Right. And, and it was, you know, I, I've been asking them like, what are you charging me with? And they won't tell me. And finally the secret service, they mentioned two names Mm-hmm. And I recognize these two names to be two people who four years before in 2009, I mm-hmm. had hired to help me get a loan for my business. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I knew what it was all about. See, I had hired these two, I had hired this company, and I had gotten a loan for $130,000. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, along the way, I had learned that they were doing some shady things okay. to get these loans. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, hey, I, there's no way I can get in trouble. Like, was, I kind of felt sneaky, like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get these right. loans, and they're doing the things, but I'm not doing it, so I can't get in trouble. So I felt like I was getting away with something. Um, but I didn't know it was illegal, you know? Right. And, and so I, 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 got the, I got the loan, and then it ended up... Um, and so that was my fault. Right? That was the mistake I made was because mm-hmm. there's these laws called conspiracy laws that if you benefit from the crime of another, that right. then you're liable. And so I got, got charged it. with conspiracy for, for bank fraud. And because I had a lot of experience in, in one of my companies also helped other businesses get loans, um, they didn't go easy on me. Um, wow. And so I ended up, I, I wasn't able to get bail. Um, I, mm. uh, so I was stuck in prison and unfortunate, well, from, uh, from the t- Chris wise in that moment, it was unfortunate that I didn't have the money to fight it. Like I didn't have a hundred thousand right. sitting in the bank at that moment to like hire a real attorney to fight it. Cause I, I, I felt like I had a good case, uh, right. but fortunately for my spiritual journey and what mm-hmm. I feel like prison was meant to be for me in my own personal journey in life, it was mm-hmm. fortunate that I didn't have that money to fight it because of the entire incredible transformational journey that it was for me. And so I ended up uh, serving 19 months in federal prison. Okay. And how old were you when, they, when, they, when you were sentenced to prison? How old were you? Uh, I was in my early 30s. Uh, were you in your early 30s at this point? Okay. Um, and yeah, how long was you... Okay, how long was your stint? 19 months. Okay, so you, okay, got it. So now, so just under two years. All right, now we're in prison. Tell me yeah. what that was like. What, what? I yeah. mean, look, I mean, you, you, we, we talked about earlier in the interview, you were, you were, you were a rebel, you were a badass, you, 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 bunk, you know, now this is different. This is not something you just say, hey, I'm not having it and walk out of prison. Talk, talk about these 19 months. Yeah. You know, it was the hardest thing that I've ever been through. Mm -hmm. And my, you know, in prison, like my, I feel like I'm being broken into, Mm -hmm. right? Because my whole life has been about getting freedom and getting, uh, having the, being the fullest expression of freedom in my life and also having as much freedom as possible in my life. Right. And, and from going from this, and because I didn't realize I had done anything wrong, um, and because I didn't even expect this to happen, like this was like a shock to my system. And right. I am just like, I'm in prison and I'm just like, and I'm trying to figure out how to get bail and I can't get bail. And then I'm like, all right, well, man, I don't have, I'm considering, can I, how can I get the money, you know, to hire an attorney? And what was interesting is though, See, I'd also, even though I'd been on this personal development journey and business development and all this, I had also been on a spiritual journey. Okay. And along this path, I had learned about uh, love and surrender and letting go and living life from the heart. And I had already been moving in that direction, but what is about, what is happening right now takes it to a whole other level. It, it, It was like a consciousness pressure cooker. Yes. And 
the, for my first night in prison, I remember my intuition mm-hmm. telling me, it said, Chris, surrender. Mm. Let go. Now, see, up until this point, I haven't surrendered or submitted my will to anybody. Right, right. And now, and so I'm like, okay, I'm listening. And then over the next several months, I realize that I'm up against an opponent that's a million times more powerful than me, and I feel like I'm an ant underneath the boot of a giant being crushed. Mm. And while I was able to fight against my parents and win in that scenario and then in life and being free, fight Mm -hmm. to win in all the different scenarios that I face in life and continue to move forward and following that Sir Winston Churchill quote of never, never, never give up. Right. Now I'm finding myself in a different scenario where it's like I am just being broken. But my internal guidance is telling me, Chris, go with this. Surrender, let go, and that's what I do. But it wasn't easy. That is not mm-hmm. an easy thing. Of course not. And what it, but, but what enabled me mm-hmm. to do that was this. I had learned prior to prison, I had learned this I love you practice. Mm-hmm. This is part of my spiritual journey. Where to my own inner child, my inner self, I say the words, I love you. And so I had been saying this prior, I had been doing this practice two years prior to prison and just really loving myself. Because see, prior to prison and how I was creating all of this and creating my life and all of this freedom, um, I was so hard on myself. And I remember I was working with this one spiritual teacher. He's like, Chris, have you ever thought about just being kind to yourself? And I was like, why would I be kind to myself? Right? Right. Because like, I didn't see that high levels of performance or execution, that didn't make sense with kindness. Right. But, but that was also a transition point where I started, well, maybe I should start being kind to myself. And I also felt like I was on this hamster wheel of achievement. Mm-hmm. My mind was constantly going, and I constantly had to be achieving, and once I accomplished something, it was right on to the next thing. And it was almost like this compulsion. You know, because I had learned all of this personal development stuff and it's like you know napoleon hill like be obsessed about your about wealth and about your dreams and all this other personal development stuff taught me like hey if you want to create the life of your dreams then you need to be in control and you need to like create a burning desire and you need to be in control of your thoughts and control of your emotional states so that you can create the life of your dreams and i had bought into all of that and now I find myself in this place where it's just like I like all of that doesn't even matter. And in fact, I actually see I'm like I got to find and none of that stuff works like in prison. Like you don't want a state change, Tony Robbins state change stuff like in prison. Like no, it's like I want I am being told like to let go of this whole controlling way that right. I had been with life. And so I, as I'm in prison, I'm doing this, I love you practice, I love you, I love you. And actually, i got to tell you, there was a sense of relief. Mm-hmm. A part of it was that when I first got in, I was like, oh, I can finally relax. I don't have to do all these things. Wow. You know, I don't have to be on this hamster wheel of achievement. Mm. Interesting. And, That's and interesting. so as I'm in, 
Yeah. And so I'm in here and I'm just loving myself and meditating, spending two to four hours a day meditating and doing this I love you practice. I realized that I had built an internal prison of control. And that while I had created this whole massive life of external freedom, traveling the world, great business, all this external freedom, internally I wasn't free. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I had to be so in control. Right. And now through what I'm going through and just the surrender and the letting go and loving myself, I'm beginning this opening into surrendering, letting go, which opened up a whole new world. 866-472-5795. Chris Wise is my guest here on The Movement. Um, Would you say that prison was basically like your time out like all right sit down let's get you somewhere where there are no other forces that are you know doing these things to you and let's let's work on chris so that's what let go so i I find it interesting that you're saying in prison that you were like i didn't have to worry about anything i could just let go and focus on chris so would you say that prison was somewhat a blessing in disguise for you. Yes, and I didn't realize the full blessing it was until about two years outside of prison. But oh, okay. I went to prison. I, the, one of the biggest things that I got from being in prison, I was in prison to become internally free. Mm. Wow. So you like, in, you were in prison, you were in prison to get out of prison. Yes. And it required a force. Here's the unique mm-hmm. dynamic. It required a force that was so much more powerful than me that actually caused me to submit and surrender my will. And in doing so, I was also able to submit and surrender my will to the universe. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the, one of the greatest lessons in all of this is that surrender, internal surrender, is the greatest wellspring and source of true freedom. Wow. Eternal surrender. I like it. 866-472-5795 is a toll-free number. Chris, we got about two minutes against the break. Um, very quickly, um, when you got out of prison, first thing you did was what? Laid in a comfortable bed and just laid back <laughs> in the sheets and watched right. TV. There you go. <laughs> wow. Were, were you, was it a sense of relief? Was it, what do I do next? Or I'll just worry about it tomorrow. So even though you're laying there, tell me the range of emotions that was going through there. It was like I needed a vacation from prison. And because prison was so intense, and there's still you know a lot of stories I can tell you and stuff internally that happened, but it was still every day was like intense. Like every day there was emotional trauma I had to deal with and love myself through. And so I took six months. Fortunately, I was, I sold one of my businesses when I was in prison. So I had some money to live on when I got out, but I needed a vacation. And I really took six months just to kind of just get back to just the normality. Okay. 
Okay. Well, you know what? Let's hold right there. I want to talk about that a little bit. Then I want to talk about the ALQ and I want to talk to Wise Profits and all your other stuff there. Because, man, that that's that right there. And the one thing I hate about this show, Chris, is when I got to go to a commercial break, 866-472-5795 is a toll-free number. Email Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes dash the movement dot com international i have not forgotten about you zero zero one four eight oh three nine eight fourteen zero five zero zero one four eight oh three nine eight fourteen zero five again the movement can be heard every wednesday here on voice america's influencers channel at 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific and you can hear us on stitcher google play spotify on demand and on itunes as well when we come back, we're going to talk to Chris about his post-prison life, talk about the love quotient as well, talk about all his other endeavors and the things that he is doing now and speaking engagements and everything of that nature. This man is, is a beast in his in- industry. We'll be right back with the final segment of The Movement with my guest Chris Rise right here on The Movement right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com il. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. A former model and actress, a millionaire by 25 selling real estate and international trade, and yet it just wasn't enough. On the next episode of The Movement with yours truly, Dr. Dante Sears joins the show. She is known as the global soul intuitist, intuitist, say that three times real fast, and 10 times certified as a 
metaphysical doctor. She will share her journey as a doctor and a businesswoman, also talk about her upcoming book and explain what she decides her describes herself as a heart preneur, heartpreneur. That is Dr. Dante Sears next week on the movement. We are in the final segment. My the my least favorite segment because the show is almost over with my friend, the uh, founder of Wise Prophets and the Evolved Alpha, and the uh, just a just a great guy here, Chris Wise. Chris, let's get right into this. Um, talk about your emotion uh, coming out of prison, and also let's talk, delve into the LQ, the Love Quotient, if you don't mind. Yeah. So you know, in prison, you know, there was so much emotion that was coming up, fear, like just massive amounts of fear, so much sadness from all the loss that I was, you know, losing friends, losing my business, losing my reputation. Like I, I'm just being broken internally and on just my whole life, everything I'd built, you know, falling apart. And, you know, on the outside, when negative emotions would come up, I would state change out of them or I would go, you know, avo- go avoid them or escape them. I had a million different ways to you know, escape feeling negative emotions or difficult emotions. But in prison, my intuition guided me. My intuition said, go into the emotions. It's time to create a new relationship with negative emotions. And so as I'm doing this, I love you practice. I begin to actually feel safer in my own body. Now, remember, I'm in one of the most violent and unsafe places that I've ever been. And Mm -hmm. I, through this I love you practice and through meditating, I'm creating a greater sense of internal safety. And as this new amount of safety I'm feeling inside, I now begin to feel a new capacity to actually feel these negative emotions that are coming up, fear and sadness and loneliness and boredom, and I begin to feel through them. And as I begin to feel through them, I realize that I have a lifetime of un felt emotion. And I realized that every time in the past when I would state change out of feeling something or I would avoid it or escape it, that I was actually not getting away from it, but I was just still carrying that emotion in my body. And over this 19 months, I felt through a lifetime of unfelt emotion. Mm -hmm. And as I began to feel each of these emotions so deeply... I end up making friends with fear, friends with sadness and friends with loneliness. And when you're, when you have a relationship with fear, that it's your friend as opposed to something you need to overcome or avoid or escape, it transforms how you deal with the world. And it was through that work and this so deeply loving myself that I uncovered the power of LQ. And I realized that, and I saw how LQ, right? So LQ is the newest of the intelligence paradigms. Mm -hmm. First there was IQ. Then there was EQ, which is your emotional intelligence. Right. And now there's LQ. And so on my blog, thelovequotient.org, there is a whole, you know, there's all these new articles and things that I'm writing about LQ and the power of the heart. And the most, the most fundamental principle, there's several key tenets of LQ, but one of the most fundamental things is that in order, you know, we're all taught about being kind and loving towards others in the world, and that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, a lot of people are either giving from a deficit 
or they're giving from a place of, I need to get something in return. I need to get something back. If I'm going to give this, if I'm going to give kindness, then I need kindness back because I need it for me. But when you become the source of your own love, when you become the source of your own validation and self-acceptance, and that's what this I love you practice became and is, then you, and the more deeply that you love yourself, the more deeply you acknowledge yourself, then you just naturally will show up in the world more kind and loving. And you don't need to try because you just are. Right. That's one of the core tenets of LQ. I love that. I love that. All right. Um, let's talk about talk about Wise Prophets and Evolve Alpha. Can you give us some inf- information on that and, and how you started that and what it's geared to do? Yeah. So my primary focus right now is more on Wise Prophets than it is the Evolved Alpha. Okay. And so with Wise, with wise Prophets, uh, I build companies through operational excellence and financial clarity with high LQ leadership. And Mm -hmm. last year, the majority of my clients doubled their revenue and treated themselves in a more kind and loving way than ever before. Mm. So we, with Wise Profits, we are creating incredible results, financial results and operational results inside of an organization. And at the same time, we're guiding these leaders and these CEOs and the executive team and the people inside the company on how to treat themselves and to honor themselves, better self-care, better self-love than ever before. Wow. Now, now, now that that's an approach you, you rarely hear uh, nowadays. That's, that's awesome. Um, Yep. So tell me now you're also, you're a speaker um, as well. Uh, talk about what it's like when you're out on the stages and you're speaking to the audience. Talk talk about that for a second. Yeah, you know, I, I see that this prison happened to me for my own, one, for my own internal freedom and for my own life, but second, to be shared with others. Because there is a, I have discovered the source of freedom. And that source of freedom is really learning and understanding what surrender is and how to internally let go and surrender. And what empowers and enables surrender is how deeply you've actually loved yourself. And when I say love yourself, I'm not talking about loving your ego, your identity. I'm not saying it's different. You know, a lot of times people will look in the mirror and say, I love myself. That's not what I'm talking about. It's what's underneath that. It's what your ego is trying to protect, which is your innocence in yourself, your inner child. And so when you really begin to love that aspect of self, you begin to feel safe so that you can let go and surrender so you can actually feel emotion. And then you discover this whole new space of life where you are naturally empowered. You don't need like hyped up motivation. You don't need to be listening. Like you are just naturally inspired because you have discovered the source of your true and authentic power. That's what's accessible through what I'm sharing here. I want to jump back just a second, if I can, Chris, and it might be a little bit of a, probably a little bit bit of a dumb question on my end, but you were saying in prison how you let go and you kind of, in just your last statement, it's kind of part of that letting go process. With your clients, 
and I don't know if you ever get pushback from them or you're trying to kind of get them to let go. Do you, what do you find is the most, is the hardest thing about letting go? What's the most, well, people will tell you about letting go or do, do they say, why am I letting go? What am I letting go of? What is the, I guess, what do you find when people, when you tell them to let go? What is, yeah. What is that roadblock? Can you can you give us a little bit of it in the time remaining half we have here? Yeah, because you can't actually you can't just like uh, the opposite of letting go is willing yourself or effort or making shit happen yourself. Yes. So what's so hard for somebody that's used to living that way and creating their life out of like I'm going to make shit happen if it's meant to be it's up to me. Mm-hmm. You actually can't will yourself into letting go. So what's so hard about letting go is that you can't make yourself do it. Right. You can only open yourself up to the possibility of letting go. And within that, letting go occurs and surrender occurs. So tell me in the audience what it's like when you see one of your clients have a breakthrough. What is, what's that, what is that like for them and what is it like for you? It, I know that I'm, when I see it, I know I'm fulfilling what I'm here to do. There you and, go. And it's both, right? Because I believe we, you, we are here to have all that we desire. But having all that we desire in a way where we're not obsessed about it and we're not attached to it. And that's what, so there's the internal freedom and the external freedom. Both are important. It's not either or. You can have it all externally and you can have it all internally. And that's what it's, I think it's all about. Now you uh, are there. Are these mainly adults, or do you have youngsters coming to you? That people that were around your age, uh, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, of clients that you deal with, Chris. Uh, mainly, most of my clients are older in terms of wise mm-hmm. profits. Um, mm-hmm. Although you know, there's of course I'm open to opportunities of you know sharing this message with uh, with younger people. I love it. Chris, I need you to give out all the information how people can follow you, get out to you, any website, any information. Please do so at this time. Give out what you got for me. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if people would like to follow me, you know, there's great stuff I'm posting on Instagram uh, in terms of LQ and Wise Profits. Uh, that handle is Chris Wise 24 Chris Wise 24 mm-hmm. And... And then if someone's interested in the work that I'm doing with Wise Profits and perhaps you have a company that you'd like to double your revenue or have incredible results in, but doing it from a, a high LQ place, um, you, can, you can check out wiseprofits.net forward slash grow, G-R-O-W. Forward slash grow. I love it. I love it. Um, we are almost at the end of the hour. So, Chris, I'm going to give you about two minutes, my brother. I would love for you to leave the Movement Nation with just I mean, your story pretty much speaks for itself. Give, give my audience just some, you know, something just to kind of kickstart them to let them know that, you know, you're just beginning and that they're t- they haven't tapped in their potential yet. Just give them some messages. You got two minutes, my man. If you don't want to use the whole two, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm giving you two minutes. Go right ahead. Thank you. Yeah, you know, if I were to speak back to my 21-year-old self, you know, uh, uh, today I'm 40. Uh, I would say that the greatest thing that I could, would tell myself and that I would tell you 
the most powerful lesson is this I love you practice that I learned. And saying the words I love you to yourself, to your inner child, as much as possible because you deserve more love, not less. And the more that you infuse your body with love, the more that you uh, acknowledge and spend time with your inner child, your inner self, that opens up everything. It unravels everything where you, there's a space that you can live life from where there, it is a miracle, where every moment feels like a miracle that's unfolding where there's no longer this hamster wheel of achievement that you have to be on or this constant mind getting out of your mindset where the heart, where the mind actually arises out of the heart. And all of that's accessed through surrender and letting go and how to actually step into that is accessed through I love you, saying the words I love you to your own self as much as you can. That is, wow, that is the expert on the love quotient, the founder of Wise Prophets, and he is my friend and my brother, Chris Wise. Thank you for starting your movement. Thank you for going through your movement, and thank you for being part of my movement today. It was an honor and a privilege, my brother. Thanks for coming on my show today. Thank you, Shannon. We'll be, we'll be here next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, with my guest, Dr. Dante Sears. If you haven't done any movements by now, start right now. 293 days left in 2019. See you all next week on The Movement. Thank you for joining us for The Movement. Your host, Shannon D. Hughes, invites you to tune in again for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 